Hey, Warwick. Hey, Nicole. I left a gap just in I case have, you wanted to go first. You allowed me to go first. I feel really privileged. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. No. Yes. Let, hang on. I'm not sure. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. What do computers eat for a snack? I, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm not sure. Little tiny microchips. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Didwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Hello, listeners. That was actually pretty good. I was thinking... Bites or bite-sized things, you know, the bits and bites and the killer. Anyway, um, good thing this is a podcast about tradies in business and how to do better at your trade business because if it was a podcast for how to be funny, I think we'd probably not have very many listeners. So once again, you're coming in with the sledge, even after our poll in our group that very heavily weighted towards the inclusion of the mum joke. Well, you could take that as a sledge, but I think it's mainly because my jokes are shit. So um, welcome to another week, another episode, gang. Uh, we have another fantastic guest that we're chatting with today who is sitting here wondering what the hell he's got himself in for <laughs> with this interview. It's like, I thought this was actually going to be a really professional podcast. And these two clowns clearly have no idea what they're doing. Michael Nusiforo from Friday. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Thanks for having me. And uh, love that little interlude. <laughs> well, see, I listen to a few podcasts, not many, because they generally get in my head. And <laughs> I get so sick of hearing the six minute pitch fest at the start of every podcast with use the code was is a legend 10 to get 10% off your first purchase of socks from sock.com or whatever the heck it is. And these socks are so great. And I wear them everywhere. My wife loves my socks. Like, Oh my gosh, dude, get on with the content. Well, I actually funny you mentioned that because I saw a friend on LinkedIn post the other day. I just want to find a podcast where, the guest talks. Not, not <laughs> 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 okay, Maybe don't keep that in mind for today. Yeah, not for today. Okay. <laughs> right. So take it away, Michael. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael, we are going to obviously talk about Friday and the problem that solves for trade business owners, I guess, or problems. Um, but before we do, our listeners tell us they love to learn about the people that we have on the show. I guess a bit that bit about what you're saying, you know, they'd love to hear from the guests, not the hosts. Um, so tell us a bit about Michael and uh, how did you end up being a slave while your wife's on holidays? <laughs> Question. Uh, I guess um, father of two, um, two little ones. I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Mm, nice. You can make it quite challenging when you're running your own business. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, I guess, uh, by way of, uh, sort of my first starting point in my career was actually in banking. I joined ANZ bank out of university and I quickly realized that I really enjoyed, um, building sort of products and services that uh, end users would use often in the bank. You might be dealing with internal groups or, you know, regulators and things like that. I, I loved working on the product side of things. Mm -hmm. So I quickly found myself in sort of digital online banking and, um, spent a, spent about uh, four years at ANZ and then I headed over to the UK uh, for five years. I did the old London uh, sojourn and 
had a lot of fun in London. Um, it's where I uh, met my wife and uh, we ended up getting married. And London was great because I really saw how, um, you know, banking was evolving. And at that stage, mobile banking and, and the iPhone was, was all the rage. Mm. Uh, and I guess that sort of brought me um, full circle into thinking about actually what, what became the concept of Thriday. So when I was in the bank, I saw a lot of this great data that sits in, in bank land uh, around, you know, obviously the activity of a business, income expenses, uh, you know, credit, uh, et cetera. But it just felt like it was really underutilized. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that, that sort of got me thinking about how you could sort of integrate banking with accounting and tax to help small businesses. I guess growing up, I'd always been interested in business. A lot of my family were business owners themselves. So I'd sort of been in and around those kitchen conversations between, you know, my uncle and and his wife about, you know, his trades business. And then, you know, I had another uncle that ran um, a, a restaurant. So, you know, for me, um, hearing the conversations about business and money and staff was just sort of part of the vernacular that I, I heard as a mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, even though I entered that sort of corporate career, it, it was only sort of a matter of time before I decided to sort of pursue my own thing. And I knew it was always something I wanted to do. And yeah, a few years ago, I made that, made that jump. Cool. And so, Michael, you started Thriday from scratch on your own? Yeah, so oh, it was a long story. So when I was in the bank, it, it was sort of 2015, 16, and I was working at a large UK bank called Lloyd's. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I could see uh, there was a huge amount of small businesses using our online banking and, and logging in very frequently, so in excess of 20 times a month. And what became really interesting was we were speaking to Apple and Google and those platforms about launching sort of mobile banking services. And they said, did you know that people use online and mobile banking just as much as they log into Facebook and social platforms? Mm. And that sort of really stuck with me because, you know, it makes sense. You know, people need to know exactly where they stand financially. Often businesses are, are going from, you know, uh, invoice to invoice mm-hmm. in terms of how they operate. Um, and, you know, they're regularly checking in. And I thought, wow, there's so much data that sits in the bank that really isn't used at all to help people manage their money better. Um, so that that was sort of the first uh, sort of light bulb. The second light bulb I had was... Um, before Thrida, I actually ran another business called Parkhound. Parkhound was a car parking app where you could lease parking spaces from other property owners, a little bit like Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, we, uh, I co-founded that business. We ran that business for about four and a half years. And we, um, we found it hugely frustrating to do all the financial admin and this is not uncommon. I think every business has this issue. Like we started the business thinking, okay, this is a great startup idea. We want to go and get customers. We want to go and find parking spaces. We want to, um, you know, make make the world better in terms of offering cheaper, easier access to parking. And we found ourselves spending five, six hours a week on all the admin. You know, we had various suppliers, we had staff, we had to um, invoice and and follow up, and all of these different things. And that was my first exposure to running a business. So I, I assumed coming from um, another corporate that all of this would, would be easier. Mm. And um, not to be disparaging of any other products in the market, but they often talk about having uh, you know very seamless, uh, easy to use 
um, capability, right, to do your accounting and tax and things like that. And uh, my first-hand experience with those products were they were they were almost built in the 90s and and were very difficult to use and set up. So that that was the second light bulb running my own business. And I thought, wow, if this is the best products in the market and these are billion-dollar companies, yeah, there's got there's got to be something better that we can do. And uh, you know, taking my banking experience um, and applying it to this area was really interesting because I don't think anyone had ever thought it sounds, it, it might seem quite logical to your listeners when I explain it, but, you know, we thought, well, why don't, why doesn't someone pull banking, accounting, tax, invoicing, payroll receipts into just one system? Mm-hmm. Like why are they all separate systems or apps and things that you have to plug together and integrate? And uh, yeah, that that really kicked off the idea for Thriday. Now, Thriday was interesting because it was a pre-COVID idea. Um, <laughs> and, you know, really four or five months into commencing Thriday, and and by commencing, I mean, you know, uh, my co-founder, Ben, and I were just doing a lot of research, interviewing businesses, understanding their challenges with their money. Um, That's when COVID hit. So it was a difficult time to to start. Um, And, uh, you know, we worked through that period. And, you know, I guess we're here today to to live Mm. another day. Mm. Michael, that kind of leads into one of my questions was given your experience, your background, um, particularly, I guess, up until you opened your own business with the um, parking app, how did you figure out what the problems were that you needed to solve with the software? Super interesting because with the bank, you have a lot of resources that you can use. And we had various agencies that were running research for us with different small businesses interesting anecdote to that is, you know, as, as a startup, you do it all yourself, but as a big business, you're typically one step removed. You get people to speak to your customers, but um, we had all this great research coming in, but no one wanted to act on it, Mm. you know, and that actually became a frustration. And I think often uh, startups are founded by people that have an itch that they can't quite scratch Mm. at the corporate theory. And that was very much me. So I was presenting, um, you know, opportunities and business cases, but the organizations I was at were very retail focused mm-hmm. and by and large, and, and this still holds true today, you know, business, the, the, the big banks typically really only care about home loans and credit cards and things like that, you know? So yeah. um, it was very difficult to convince people to invest, even though the opportunity was massive. And I tell people that, you know, I've looked, I've looked across the world uh, and 30 to 40% of um, bank incomes come from small to medium businesses, but it's still a very overlooked part of how mm. they run things. Mm, mm. I agree. Yeah. I think it's quite overlooked everywhere and specifically the trades. We talk frequently about the negative narrative around trades uh, and some of it's founded. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to paint a glossy picture. Let's paint a real one. Yep. Sometimes they'll let themselves down when it comes to client communication and setting expectations and taking care of this stuff, even that we're talking about today. Um, but I feel like, you know, the, the sector as a whole, the small to medium enterprises are, are largely ignored by all of the big organizations or many of the big organizations, um, which again, leads me to a question for you as a startup yourself, I guess setting up a business, starting up this kind of business particularly can be quite expensive. How did you go about finding 
I presume you had some investors. Maybe you can talk us through part of that part of your journey. Yeah, fantastic. So you're right. So with with Parkhound, it was actually a bootstrap business, mm. um, and that business lended itself to that. We weren't we weren't the owners of the parking spaces. We were a, simply a broker, I guess, between you know buyer and seller. Um, so we're able to build that business organically over time, and um, and then we were acquired at the end of 2017. So this business was the complete opposite. Mm. There's no way you can build such a comprehensive offering um, without raising money. And there's, there's a lot of regulatory legal um, implications. And, you know, even our legal budget is is more than I probably spent on park out, you know, <laughs> in a year. So we, you're right. So what we did was um, we had a really interesting idea. We, you know, from the very start of Friday, we were speaking to tradies, we were speaking to taxi drivers, hairdressers, everyone. And organically over time, we were actually able to convert those people into sort of hanger-ons, if that makes sense. So they would do some, you know, we would get introduced to someone, we would do some research, uh, a survey or a face-to-face interview. And then off the back of that, we would keep their details and, you know, they might ask us questions or send us something that they saw or, you know, another idea they had. And we actually started to build a little bit of a community. Mm. And we then decided to do monthly updates to them um, through an email. And again, it's just kept growing. And, you know, we had sort of three or 400 initially, and then we ended up having a thousand, um, you know, people uh, sort of in our network Mm -hmm. supporting us, you know, giving us feedback. Uh, testing testing our product and things like that. We decided that, you know, community was such a big part of what Thriday was um, and that small businesses inherently, are, you know, community-driven. A lot of people, uh, you know, love the community they're in. They're, they're part of the fabric of their community and, and they interact with other small business owners. So we thought, you know, competing with the, with the big guys in this space was going to be challenging um, because of the marketing and, and the brand awareness they had that, that we needed to almost build it from the ground up mm. community action. And the reason I mentioned that was because that actually then got us thinking about doing crowdfunding. Wow. So if you're not familiar with crowdfunding, it's, uh, it's basically where uh, you can take investment from ordinary punters mm-hmm. um, under certain guidelines and, and protections um, and we decided to do crowdfunding through Birchall, which is Australia's sort of biggest crowdfunding platform. And uh, through that process, we actually raised $3 million, which was frankly incredible wow. and, and beyond my wildest dreams. And I think it just showed how much people resonated with the idea yeah. and also how many business owners um, are looking for, for something else out there. We had 500 people invest. Of those, uh, about 400 were business owners. Wow. It was incredible. So they got skin in the game. Yep. Very motivating for us. Yeah. But we also have an active audience uh, that is, you know, lives and breathes the product with us. So we don't, we never feel alone with Friday. We're not sort of, you know, trotting our own path. We we have a group of people that, um, you know, are right behind us. Mm. So cool. I, uh, that would be incredibly motivating thinking about the people that have, put their skin in the game to use your words that that's a big step and a testament to the potential they saw in the product for them to put their hand up and say yep I'm going to financially back this idea yeah correct it's a bit scary yeah <laughs> it's a lot of responsibility I guess yeah. correct correct 
but I, I love it. I thrive in it. And, um, you know, to your point, I think they're all genuinely um, want the best. They, they understand that there's a risk with any business. Yeah. Um, so it's good pressure. And, you know, to your point, we have a lot of them refer other customers or clients mm. or suppliers of theirs. So it's been really, really helpful for us in terms of our early growth. Mm. It's a good way to create a sales, a motivated sales team is, uh, you know, they have a vested interest in the business and its success. So of course they're going to go around and tell others about it. So they get a return on their, their investment. Absolutely. And, and genuinely, a lot of them are like family now, you know, some of them, um, you know, they, they come to our team events and, you know, we'll, we'll go get a coffee with them and it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And they're honest. Mm. You know, they tell me how it is. You know, they say, oh, look, I don't quite like this. Or could you add this feature? Um, you're probably not going to get that level of engagement if it's just a normal sort of, you yeah. know, inverted quotes customer. They, these are people that are really invested. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I want to crowdfund something. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Just the, the motivation, the, the accountability. I love it. Well, we we were one of the rare ones. I think typically it's been associated with like craft breweries and, yeah. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, those types of things. But it, it is definitely, you know, I, I actually, um, if any of the listeners are interested, you should definitely, you know, consider it if you if you are looking to raise some funding. And it was a fantastic experience for us. Fantastic. I, I couldn't give it high props. We... You know, besides the money, that that level of support and engagement and brand awareness was just incredible. Mm. Mm. Michael, just on that, um, and maybe for the interest of listeners and not just myself, um, I imagine it's not just as simple as putting a page up on virtual and writing a pitch and the money starts rolling into your bank account and then you just go and build a business with it. Uh, I'm pretty sure there'd be some, uh, you know, best practice stuff that happens in the background. Can you just fill people in uh, maybe on some of the fundamental work that has to happen for that to, to be successful? Yeah, it is. It's a very in-depth process. I think the first thing when I talk to people about it, it's it's the work involved is, uh, I guess, as a byproduct of the work involved, it's actually really just good stuff to do for your business. Mm. Yep. It forces you to think about your strategy and and your proposition and your target market and you know commercially what you want to do your budgets. You have mm. to prepare all of that. Obviously, if you want to, um, you know, go and and pitch the concept and raise money, um, people want to see that information. And and we ended up producing a very in depth booklet. Uh, it was I call it a booklet because it was quite long. Uh, it was probably sixty pages, right? And it had everything. Um, and to this day, we still use a lot of that. So that almost became an asset for our business that we mm. still reuse and we repurpose and we, you know, adjust it based on, you know, where we are today. Um, that that was number one. And then we had to create, um, you know, a lot of content, mm -hmm. uh, you know, video, uh, you know, blogs, information, social media, um, you know, that took quite a bit. So we ended up having quite an extensive calendar of, um, I guess, communications that we wanted to produce during um the the fundraise and the campaign uh the video itself you know it's very polished so that that took quite a bit of time you know um we were interviewing different business owners staff we've got some staff in sydney they had to go up there so you know it's quite intense um and then yeah i think all of that um you're sort of hoping you know you've got your fingers crossed and you're hoping that that people um get it and that you've been able to put forward uh, a compelling rationale for investment, but you just never know. Mm. And I remember telling my wife, 
it sounds funny now in hindsight because we raised at the time it was actually the record breaking raise three million dollars wow but at just before the campaign went live i said i i just don't know will people actually put their hand in their pocket Mm. um so i was super scared i remember saying i'd be happy if we could get five hundred thousand. you know (laughs) uh so yeah it was one of those things you know it I've never experienced before, but you hear about it or you might see it with other things. But genuinely, you know, the campaign went live, people loved it, and it was almost um, a domino effect. So on the first day, we raised quite a bit of money, and then that became a media story in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that created a little bit of FOMO. So yep. you know, the next day, a bunch more people jumped on, and then the next day, you know, and, and then we got to the we got to our goal. Um you know, very quickly. So yeah, look, it is a lot of work, but I'd say it's all work that's really useful and and reusable um, for any business. Mm. Hey, Tradies in Business was here. Sorry to interrupt your listening pleasure. I'm joined by Coxie, of course. (laughs) Hello. You may not know this, Tradie, or Trady Wife, or whoever you are listening to this program, but we're business coaches. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that feels weird to say. <laughs> but we do actually work with people just like you to solve a bunch of problems. And we have this fantastic program called the Tradypreneur Program, and that's how we do it. And we do it with a wonderful community of trade business owners who are all trying to fix or improve or change things to progress. Things like getting behind on quoting coxie feeling overwhelmed behind on your invoicing feeling really stressed or frustrated about the money stuff sometimes you can pay the bills sometimes you can't what about staff oh my goodness oh my gosh staff. trying to get them to do what you want them to do if you can even find them in the first place uh there's so many struggles and we've seen clients tackle these things in their trade businesses in a quite a short space of time to be honest mm-hmm during the program and recruit staff at a time where everybody was saying you can't get good staff, mm-hmm. improve their quality from their team, collect their debts much more quickly. We How have about sessions. Tips? Yes. Getting tips. Yes. Yeah. So uh, people rounding up customers, rounding up the invoice by hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. because they're so happy with the sales process and the experience of dealing with the trade business owner and their team. So, some amazing stories from our clients, but you know, as they say in the in the commercials, don't take it from us. Uh, <laughs> hear what some of our clients have to say. Coming into Christmas, we are not worried about money. We've got enough money in the bank to pay everybody's leave. There's work booked in for the new year, and for the first time in a long time, we'll be having three weeks off and not worrying about the business. That's probably the biggest win of all. Using the cash flow forecast, I've been able to look into the future and see where I'm going to be situated financially. And it's actually started to have a huge bearing on whether or not I make purchases. By far, one of the best things about working with Nick and Woz are the other businesses that are working alongside them. It is amazing how empowering it is to be working alongside like-minded people who have similar goals, similar troubles. We can all relate to each other and everybody helps everybody out by figuring out problems with you that they may have faced previously. Everybody has solutions and constructive feedback and it's an incredibly friendly, warm, welcoming environment, not threatening at all. 
from every job I know that I will get a sustainable wage that's industry leading I can have at least 10 to 20 percent profit and I can pay taxes super all of that and I do not have to question whether or not I can because of the way that it's been built and that is thanks to traders in business and what they've taught me and what I've learned. So there you go. There's some real people. We did not pay them to say those things. <laughs> and I think that sounds a lot better than Coxie and I reading them out. We really would love for you to check out more about how you could take your trade business to where you would like it to be. Surely you have a vision of what things could be like or what you wish they were like on a day-to-day basis, Mm -hmm. Um, whether that is reducing stress or actually making more money. Maybe it's spending more time with the family, taking more holidays, having the choice Mm. that you really wanted when you started your business instead of this beast that seems to be there for many of you listening to this program. So if you want to find out more about how we do this through the Tradiepreneur program, Coxie's going to tell you all about it. <laughs> I'm actually not. I'm going to be really secretive and uh, keep all of our magic up our sleeves. What I would like you to do, though, is head on over to tradiesandbusiness.com.au. You can learn all about us, why we do what we do, and how you can work with us, what that actually looks like. There's a whole bunch of free stuff there for you to download, uh, lots of options. We've always got new stuff going up onto the website and a great place for you to learn a whole bunch more about how you can work with us. You can even book a 15-minute chat for free. Free. That's how abundant we are. So head over to the website, uh, check it out, book a chat with us, and we'd love to find out if you'd be a great fit for the Tradiepreneur community and start hanging out with some of those people that you just heard from. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And and that whole thing about, I mean, you basically created a, a long-term strategic business plan on steroids uh, because you had to for the funding, and then you get the bonus of having this awesome document that, guides the business growth and, and set up. So uh, it's fantastic. And it's always great to go and look back at it too, the original, yeah. and see how much things have changed and yeah. whether some of your assumptions were right or wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah cool. So how how in line is reality with expectations? Just talking about that. So oh. when we started this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so we, um, we took longer to get to market than we expected. Um, mm-hmm. So we were planning on launching um in late i'm getting my years wrong but 2021 mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, we ended up launching in early 2022 mm-hmm. so things like that emerge i think they're sort of normal and i think when you're building a product this complex like with it literally the only platform that does banking accounting and tax in one place um th- there was a lot of moving parts and we we're also dealing with different um you know partners and vendors and things like that so that was definitely one change. I think the other thing that emerged was, um, you know, there there's now the I guess the concept of interest rates, mm-hmm. which didn't exist, and inflation. Mm-hmm. So that has definitely started to permeate more into how we think about the information um, and and what we do with with that information for our customers. Mm-hmm. Versus, I think um, during COVID, when we're thinking about the product, um, it was more about um, I guess, presenting forecasts of the future. Because mm. I think today a lot of people are just interested in the here and now a bit more. So I know that sounds a bit obvious, but it's how do you present that in a contextual way, in mm. in, in an actionable way so that people can actually, um, you know, take action today to benefit their business. Costs are rising, you know, they're struggling um, with different things. 
Um, and, uh, you know, that's something now that we're trying to build more into the product. I guess the other thing was we, um, one thing that did hold true, which was fantastic, was because of the, the, um, the wait list uh, and, and also the, the crowdfunding, uh, we had a pretty good idea about how many customers would use Thrido when we went live and what type of industries they would be in. And that's actually held true. So about 25% of our customers are tradies, mm-hmm. which is cool. fantastic. The next biggest group is creative. So people working as photographers or, um, you know, in, in design and, and media and things like that. So those, those sort of segments that we had identified early on um, uh, have, have actually been the ones that have taken up the product, which is great. Yeah, awesome. Why Thriday? What's behind the name? Well, there's the there's the backstory <laughs> to that one as well. Uh, we we actually originally had two names that we really wanted to pick from. We had Thrive mm-hmm. and Thriday, and Thriday was just a play on Thrive every day. Mm-hmm. We actually picked the word Thrive because we thought that it was obviously um, perhaps easier for people to pronounce and and spell. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I guess about a year into our journey, we, we'd actually secured the um, the trademark for the spelling of Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a large multinational business that entered Australia. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we decided, not that they reached out or anything, but we just decided that um, the way phonetically, uh, you know, you pronounce their business sounded like ours and it was creating a bit of confusion. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we decided to just go back to the other name that we had uh, explored at the beginning. So we went with Thrido. We love it. It actually invites, you know, I'm glad you asked because it actually invites that question. Yeah. It invites people to look it up and ask what it is. And, and we're very proud that, you know, that that's actually our mission is to help these businesses thrive every day. Mm. Yeah. I like that. All right. Uh, tell us about the app. What does it do? How does it work? <laughs> it's an incredible app. I think with with um, with Thrido, one thing we've recognised, I'm going to do my best to explain it, but one thing we recognise is seeing is believing it because yep. um, there is a lot to it. But I think the most simple way to explain it would be if you took a NAB business bank account and a debit card mm-hmm. and took zero. Mm-hmm and took invoice to go mm-hmm. and smashed it all together into one system. And what we've done is uh, with Thrida, you open a business bank account with us. It's uh, fully government backed up to 250,000 per you know, account. Um, you get a visa debit card. Mm-hmm. And what happens is as you spend money and earn money, so incomes coming in from your invoices or you're spending money on your debit card at Bunnings or, or wherever, we automatically do the bookkeeping, accounting and tax. And I'll explain how we do that and, and why it's so unique. In real time, as you, would, as you would see today with your own bank account, when a transaction occurs, it, it appears in your online banking. And that's mm-hmm. what happens with Thrido. Because we're integrated with a bank, we actually can see a variety of extra information about that business that's not, I guess, available to the um, ordinary internet banking user. So when a, mm-hmm. when a transaction happens on a POS terminal, mm-hmm. in the back end, the actual bank gets told, you know, this is Merchant X, this is the industry they're in, um, this is the location of that business, et cetera, et cetera. 
we actually are able to surface that information and use that informational data to automatically categorize that transaction. So if there's an Optus expense, we know it's a telecommunications transaction and we automatically assign that to that chart of accounts. Mm-hmm. We also then know, because we do a check, we also know that Optus is registered for GST so that as part of that transaction, there's a GST component that we sort of set aside for calculation purposes. So bookkeeping and automating that is our unique source. What that allows us to do is that in real time, there's no need for reconciliation. It's just done. Mm. There's no need to check if something's registered for GST or not. It's just done. And in real time, that means literally down to the transaction, we can tell you exactly what your tax position is today. Mm-hmm. And then we've built a forecasting solution to tell you where we expect it to be at the end of the financial year. So you do not have to worry about what your tax bill is. If you're a business that is profitable and you want to start to use some of your profit to buy some um, assets or things for them, you know, to bring down your, your profit, you know exactly where you stand and you don't mm-hmm. have to lift, lift a finger to do it. And the only way we can do that is through this integration by pulling in the banking and debit card directly into the product. So that's number one. The second thing we do is we have a receipt scanning solution that's inbuilt into the product. There's no third-party app or or something. You just press a button and you take a photo. You can forward a receipt. um, You can, you can, um, you know, upload it. And what we do there is we also scan for the GST. So we use image recognition. We look at the amount. um, We look at the GST and we pull that out. So that's the second thing we do. The third thing we do is we allow you to lodge your BAS directly to the ATO. Mm -hmm. So because we've got all this information there, we know what your income expenses are. We know what the chart of accounts is for each of those. We know what GST you've paid and what you've earned. Uh, we've built an integration into the ATO so you can lodge your BAS. You can do it automatically. There's a few questions we ask. There's a few things we get you to check, but then you can lodge it. Or we know that for some businesses, they love the peace of mind of having uh, a human review the mm. detail. We've actually partnered with a accounting firm called Pop Business, who we love. We think they're fantastic. Um, you can actually get it referred to them um, for them to review for an extra fee. So they'll actually go through it with you, jump on a call if you have any questions or to check anything, and then it'll be lodged directly to the ATO. So there's, that's number three. And I think number four is we do um, we do payments, which is really interesting. So what happens if you've, I know some traders may have heard of the profit first method. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Friday's perfect for profit first, because what you can do is you can set up um, up to nine sub accounts so you can have an account for tax, an account for salary, and an account for expenses, et cetera. You can create those in minutes online. You just press a few buttons, name, name the account what you want. But off the back of that, we have payments and transfers because we're, we're an online bank in that sense. Yeah. Um, so when income comes in, you can simply distribute those funds into the nominated account that you want. Um, we're now an official partner with Profit First Australia, which is great. Um, so we're doing a lot to sort of educate our customers about how they can use our tool to set it up and, and make their life easier and hopefully that make their business more profitable. So 
you know, there, there's, a, I guess, a few key things that we offer. I guess for tradies as well, um, who, you know, a lot of tradies love our product. We've got unlimited invoicing and quoting. Um, so you can set up discounts. We've got automated reminders. Um, because again, we're the bank. When the money hits your account, we instantly reconcile it and we update the status. So let's say, was I send you an invoice, you, you pay it. You don't have to check anything manually or confirm it's been paid. We see that the money's hit the account, update the status, that you know it's done. And that income's obviously reconciled to your accounts for, for tax time. So hmm. it's just very seamless. And you know, for us, our North Star or our mission is to eliminate financial admin. Mm-hmm. That is a crazy goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took me a while to be comfortable to tell people that was our goal. And what that means is we know that people hate the time they spend on this and that they would rather spend that four, five, six hours a week on their business or with their family, whatever. And we want to eliminate it. And we're not, we're sort of 1% into the journey of where we want to be. But, um, you know, we're really excited about the feedback we've already received on the product. And, um, you know, we're growing really rapidly. There's a lot of really good word of mouth um, around the business already. Not often I'm blown away. Actually, it's never happened before that I've been blown away by the totality of a solution. Yeah, I think you know where we sit in a privileged position to talk to lots of solution providers, and nobody yet has brought so much to the table in one one solution, let alone something I can access on my phone. Um, the product's built for me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it's exactly what I wanted. Yep. Um, and I know, you know, there's thousands of business owners like me out there that had this very challenge. And I, you know, one of our, our tests is, you know, would, would this make Michael happy? You know, um, <laughs> we're launching, like, for example, we, like, we don't have payroll today, but we're going to be working on payroll for the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just launched automated accounts payable. Mm-hmm. So again, like receipts, you just upload forward your bills into Thriday it appears in a table, it's all scanned, all the details are there, you just have to approve them for payment. You know, this is again, the benefit of having payments, banking, everything in one place. Mm. You don't have to download an ABA file or, or manually go into online banking to do it. It's just all part of the Friday system. So, yeah. It's the sort of There's thing you could get your 15 year old kid to do for you. Yeah. Correct. <clears throat> That's another, that should be the next test. With <laughs> <laughs> Can a 15 year old do it? Exactly. Because they can handle the tech. They understand the architecture of, of the system. Um, they don't know anything about the finance necessarily and invoicing and all that, but they don't need to. They just need to know how to actually push uh, it through the system. You know, Nick, we've had so, and this is, I know Nick, you might be interested in this thing. We've had so many tradie wives say to us, I love this product. I just give my um, my partner the debit card. Yeah. And there's nothing else for them to do. They just have to spend money and earn money. It's all taken care of. <laughs> Yeah, wow. wow. The simplicity is incredible. That's awesome, mate. Love it. Uh, So anything else that our listeners should know about Friday, Michael, before we um, ask you the magical uh, question that I usually ask uh, and and then share your details and wait for the flood of emails and web inquiries to come in from our listeners? No, look, I think, um, look, if you're interested in Friday, I would just search uh, Friday for tradies. jump on the site, uh, reach out to us. We have, you know, social channels. Uh, we have a call center. 
um, if you need some help getting set up or have any questions. Um, but yeah, look, would love any of your listeners, you know, if they reach out to us, we can give them a special, special discount as well. Awesome. So uh, one final question then, Michael, if you had a thousand tradies in a room, what's one piece of advice you would leave them with? Oh, good one. I have to, I, I'm going to be biased on this one, but I'd have to say use Thriday. But <laughs> I think generally, I, I actually think we're, we're, we're actually educating the market that there is a better way. So I'd actually tell them there is a better way to manage your finances than how you've always done them. It doesn't have to be a pain. Um, so that that's actually what I would tell them. Nice. Love that. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, um, definitely go check it out, listeners. Uh, Thriday for Tradies, T-H-R-I-D-A-Y. Go and Google that. And I'm pretty sure uh, you'll find that online. It looks fantastic. Love your website too. It's it's beautifully simple and, and uh, spells out nicely. And, uh, mate, love your backstory too. Um, great to learn about the people behind some of the solutions that we bring here to the podcast. So thanks for your time, Michael. I hope your wife enjoys the rest of her holiday, mate. And uh, <laughs> and we look forward to, you know, chatting to you more at Tradies in Business, I suspect. Thanks, Thank Mike. you. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.